G'day Raiders family, it's Berkey and welcome to the big, big, big semi-preview or Berkey's top 10 preview versus the Roosters in a little over five and a half hours, guys. I'm in Brisbane, so it's 20 past two here. Um, so half past two, or sorry, half past, so it's 20 past three in Sydney and elsewhere, guys. So look, super excited. Um, we're in the, the green uh, and we're here. For those who joined us for the first up today, thank you so much for your support to Berkey's Top 10. It's a bit of fun, a bit of a, a preview and sometimes a post-match review of the mighty Canberra Raiders Rugby League team. Uh, but we're really at the point end of the season now, guys. We've earned this right 20 straight weeks since we come back from COVID um, and we're looking real good. I think it's probably, other than the injuries, um, our strongest team. No one's been dropped for anything around form. So the guys here tonight deserve their stay or deserve their their um uh, their place in the side, should I say. So look, I'm varying off the top 10 a little bit this week. Um, I, I think we need to focus more on probably some matchups in tonight's game that I think can tilt the scales either way. Um, so that's what I'm really going to mainline with my top 10 today uh, and a couple of other things at the end which I think we need to overcome to get this game and get to Suncorp next week to face the storm. But guys, let's dive in. The first matchup is obviously Shans versus Tedesco. So I thought Shans last week was outstanding. Um, he had a fantastic game, safe under the high ball. Um, but what most impressed me was him really sniffing around the rucks down. He made some fantastic inroads with yardage around that ruck area. What I really liked about him, he'd get the ball wide, but he'd come back in through the middle really making accountable the mills and the edges in defending him. That sucks a lot out of defensive um, sides, and it also keeps the defence wide. So if he's going towards us a, a middle, or sorry, an edge here, and he's taking him on then stepping in, the edge isn't sure whether the middle's going to commit, and the middle's not sure if the edge is going to commit. So they sort of come into no man's land to try and help make the tackle. Chance is great in landing on his stomach and getting a quick play of the ball. So if that edges out of the line or out of position by being a too far infield, and that edge or that middle's over as well. Suddenly you've got gaps either side of that play the ball. And a quick play the ball, particularly if Tom Starling's on, can really cause some mayhem around that rooster strike. But Shans's runs last week were fantastic. With the kicks the roosters are going to do to him, they'll get a voluntary tackle nine times out of ten. At the moment, as do most fullbacks, their main goal is to protect the football and go straight to ground the ref usually calls surrender. So what that invariably does, it gives a defensive line another three, four, five seconds to get their line set. It's just basically the state of play now with fullbacks where they surrender the first tackle to secure the pill, um, but the defensive line gets set. We can't do that much. The Roosters did it last year to Shans in the grand final and previous to that, and it's something they'll definitely continue tonight uh, just to get their line set. Tedesco, you won't stop Tedesco, so don't even think you can nullify him out of the game. However, against South and against Penrith, he has been nullified pretty well. Defences are really well because they're getting up quick and they're not breaking their line. Tedesco is very good when someone rushes and someone stays back and he can slip around the guy that's rushed up and misses and he cuts back in behind, trying to get that edge across or that centre across to make the tackle when it's too late and you've got overlaps out wide. So a lot of defences... A lot of defence the last couple of weeks, South and the Panthers, have really not panicked when he's had the ball, but just kept their line nice and vanilla or nice and simplified by not having anyone break the chain. With Tedesco, 
obviously the big thing is don't kick the ball in on the full. Go to the corners. So we've got to hit up Tupu and Morris with our kicks and make Tedesco either take the first off the ruck or bounce the ball to him and get our line up in his face, straight line at a time. So you're not going to, you're not going to, as I said, nullify one of the best players in the world, or stop him, should I say. But you can certainly nullify his existence in attack. And other than Kiri, to me, Tedesco and Kiri are the hub of their attack. So if we can nullify those two, I'll get to Kiri shortly. If we can just um, condense and 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 consolidate and um, and um, uh, nullify their uh, those two guys, we're going to go a hell of a long way in nullifying the Roosters' points. To be honest with you, so Tedesco, you won't stop him. We just got to make sure he he doesn't have much time with the ball. Number two, I've gone for Croker and Semi versus Manu and Morris. Now I think. I think the Roosters will attack that edge, so our our left edge, particularly hard with Manu and Morris. Um, particularly Jared, he's been shooting up the last couple of weeks, sometimes getting, sometimes not. If he shoots up, and this is where Tedesco plays a massive impact, you will find that when they go to that edge, our left edge or the Roosters' right edge, um, they'll have Tedesco floating around. Now, Tedesco will try and do a second-man ball to Manu, and hopefully he will entice Jared to come up quick on Tedesco so he can shoot that ball up out to Manu. Suddenly, Semi's in no man's land, a two-on-one. So it also, Manu will do very well. If he does get that overlap, he'll do the flick out the back. He's noted for it, but he'll try and entice Sammy in, hold him off, and then do the flick. Uh, so we just got to be wary of that. Jared, particularly if he's going to shoot up tonight against the Roosters, he really has to make that tackle instantaneous. Otherwise... They're going to get on the outside of us a hell of a lot. So I think they're going to attack our left edge wide. What I mean by wide, in the 10-metre channels, sideline to the 10-metre running downfield. That's where they do a lot of work with Manu and Morris. So Jared and Semi cannot panic. They've got to just maintain the confidence and communication with each other. And Jared really has to talk inside to Jack White and Elliot Whitehead about what they're doing, who they're shooting for, and so on. But I really feel the Roosters are going to try and target that edge, particularly as well as kick bombs. I can see Kiri really trying to pepper Jared with a dinky bomb, similar to the George Williams one last week to Jack. I can really see that being into play a hell of a lot tonight with Kiri, a bomb for Manu to outlead Jared as well. Number three, I've gone for Jack and Elliot versus Flanagan and Crichton. Now, last week, that right edge of the Roosters, which is Flanagan, and that last week was Tupanua, was basically railroaded by Penrith, and they scored a lot of points on that edge. I think Trent Robinson's gone for the panic button. He's actually starting Angus Crichton tonight. He didn't start him last week. He's starting tonight as acting as Cole Flanagan's pimp, to be honest with you. Flanagan's not a heavy defender. He can get found out. He's not in Timothy. He doesn't really need the side round much. It is a lot of the attacking work to Kiri and Flanagan, and Flanagan acts as a link man with the Roosters' attack. I feel that's a definite weakness we can exploit with um, with Jack and Elliot, particularly Jack's body size one-on-one against Flanagan. It's going to be hard to combat. This is why Robinson's put Crichton into the starting side to try and combat the physical presence of, of, of Jack White and Elliot Whitehead together. They're an imposing duo. And I think if he kept Tupanua there and Flanagan, they would have leaked a hell of a lot of points. Now, he's now gone to the well and playing Crichton from the start. So I'm thinking Crichton's really going to have to play 80 minutes tonight. If he subs 
uh, Crichton with Tupanua or Sunny Bill, Gia is going to give us a great advantage, in my opinion. Um, and I'll cover that later on, some, some weaknesses and deficiencies there. Crichton's a very good hole runner. He runs straight. He runs hard. He's an imposing figure when they've got the ball. And he'll get fed a short ball from Flanagan, like the last try he scored last week against the Panthers. He's just a straight, hard runner that hits a hole very well. So once again, what we've got to be careful of, Crichton goes through 100 mile an hour. Flanagan holds it, but hits Tedesco sweeping around the back. So we've just got to hold that line out wide and make sure that the guys who have Crichton are committed and they don't get sucked into overplaying their hand by taking him without the ball, leaving gaps out wide. But I can see a bit of panic there from the Roosters by Robinson starting Crichton. Number four, George and Bateman versus Keary and Cordner. Keary has to be everywhere tonight. He will run their attack. As I said, Flanagan doesn't have the nous to run the attack. So I can see Keary really trying to bob up both sides of the field to instrument and orchestrate the Roosters' attack on both sides. Um, he's going to be their main kicker. So he's got a hell of a lot to do. The big thing with great players like Keary, you take away their time with the ball. So we've got to get up in his face, and Bateman's going to be a master of that tonight, really getting up in his face. Cordner, while solid, I don't think he's the same player since he came back with the head knocks, to be honest with you. So I think George being robust and strong and leading the attack on that uh, on that right edge um, can really put a lot of pressure on Keary and Cordner to make commitments, overcommit in attack, but we've really got to work those two guys over in defence. Kiri, particular, not a strong defender. He doesn't do one-on-ones very well. So I think we've really got to isolate Kiri with Bateman, with Papali and so on to get up in his face and really put some pressure on his defensive nous. Hudson Young and Corey Harawiranai versus um, Sonny Bill and Tupanua. This, I think, guys, is our massive edge for, for the night. When Sonny Bill and Tupanua come on, I think right away Ricky's got to get Hudson Young and Corey Harawira Naira on. Sonny Bill and Tupanua do not move that well. Sonny Bill's 35. I think we can work those two guys over with our footwork and our speed around that ruck and edge area. <coughs> Excuse me. Particularly Sonny Bill. He doesn't move that well anymore laterally, left to right, covering inside holes, left, left foot step, right foot step, something that Hudson Young has in abundance. So I think we can really hone in on that weakness the Roosters are going to have. They've got to bring him on at some stage. Where Robinson plays him, I'm not entirely sure. I'm thinking he will obviously sub Maria Hargreaves, but he'll put Lindsay Collins on. He may put Sonny Bill into front row. Hard to say. But I think as soon as those Roosters guys come on, it's the time for Hudson Young and Corey Harrier and I to take the field, particularly with their great leg speed and leg work and stepping at the line. Number seven, oh sorry, number six, I've gone for Papa and Sia and, Hawi, uh, and Maria Hargreaves and Takiaho. These two will basically nullify each other out. We just got to hold the fort when the Roosters' forward pack start. They're going to try and bully their way over us. Particularly, Roosters' game plan, Maria Hargreaves takes the first one, but then Friend hits a really long pass to Takiaho, probably running towards an edge and a half. So they really like to spread the ball wide on that second tackle with those two guys. Once again, it's a, it's a ploy to move our defensive line over and come sweeping back on a short edge or a short blind with Luke Keary, Tedesco or someone of that nature. But I think the forwards or the front rows particularly will cancel out. As I said, we just got to hold that damn wall in the first 20, 25 minutes with those Roosters starting pack and then let our fast men with good leg speed come on once the Roosters make their first changes. 
Starling and Havili versus Jake Friend. Friend's a really important cog in their attack. Once again, might be a bit sensitive with the head knock, but he does make 50 tackles a game, so he really tightens up that edge or that middle area for the Roosters immensely. But once again, he's a bit slow out of dummy half, Jake Friend. I think we can catch him from around marker. If he picks up the ball looking for someone, we can get around and really put some pressure on him and the runners. He's nowhere near as quick as uh, as Tom. And then when Havili comes on, I mean, the guy is a tank and played immensely well last week, just going straight down the ruck for us, getting those really hard yards and getting us into position for a good kick chase. Number eight, Joe Tarpany, I think, is the loose cannon between both forward packs. I think if he can get wide, coming back into the middle, into the middle, out wide with his size, I'd like to see him play a few more minutes tonight, particularly, as I said, when Sonny Bill and Tupanua come on. They have a Hudson Young, Tarpany, Harawira, Naira floating around that edge middle area while the Roosters' bench is on. Gee, it could cause some real problems and may force the Roosters to change their game plan. But Joe Tarpany is instrumental to me to, between the two packs. Number nine, I've gone for the Roosters' arrogance. We've got to stare down the Roosters and their arrogance. Sure, they've won 18, they've won 19, but they become arrogant by the same way. We've got to stare it down or double down on their arrogance and let them know that we're here to get them. Even if we're behind, we can't lose our arrogance that we're going to get over the top of them and win the game. And number 10, the opportunity window, guys. Last year, we've lost BJ. We've lost Aiden. Um, this year, we've had injuries. We're losing Bateman after this game. So the opportunity to win a premiership is, you know, it's it's there now. In 16, had a great year. 17 and 18, we faded out. 19, we came back. So our opportunity window is, is slowly getting... Um, slowly closing again, to be honest with you. So we've just got to make sure that we take these opportunities when they present because players move on, retirements happen, and so on and so forth, guys. But we're in this game up to our armpits and eyeballs tonight. If we just do the basics well, no errors or minimal errors. It's hard to do no errors, but just errors in not attacking parts of the field for the Roosters to gain ascendancy. Our great kick plays. And I think some of those things we can work on with those, those matchups can really put us in good stead to win the game, which we will. So Raiders fans, bleed green boys and girls, uh, super pumped. Love your support on my Berkey's Facebook page, Twitter and YouTube. Any queries or comments, hit me up, guys. Looking forward to this one. You'll hear me from Queensland, guys. As always, this is Berkey. Bleed green, out.